Why character matters for sustainability in your calling and anointing today in the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's go. Hey, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. Glad that you are able to join me again this week. We're going to talk about why why character matters. Um, and even though um, you know, I, I there's a there's a truth that every power gift, every revelation gift, everything is by the grace of God. We're going to talk about why character matters to sustain it, not to get it, but to sustain it. So I want to talk about that. Um, you know what we find in biblical history in the book of Acts is, is how when they got born again, they would be filled with the Spirit, laying on of hands. We see this in Acts chapter eight. We see this in Acts nineteen. And what we have to understand is that God didn't check their character before He allowed them to be filled, and to also allow um, the gifts to work through them where they prophesied and spoke in tongues. Now, when I'm talking God didn't check their character, I want us to understand that maybe even the moment before they were baptized into Christ, they might have been in sin. Actually, they were because they didn't know Jesus, right? So they were not forgiven of their sins. But once they came into Jesus, that was finished and completed. Let's just take a look at this. And let's look at Acts 19. It's one of my favorite stories. Anyways, I'm going to read out the King James, New King James say, Go a little quicker for us. Um, this is this is Paul. And he's, this is when he first comes on, uh, comes to Ephesus. I want you to listen to this. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth and Paul having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Huh. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? Now this is very important to understand because the promise of the new covenant was God in you, the hope of glory. That's the promise of the new covenant. God's spirit will be given to all flesh, be poured out on all flesh. We see this in Acts chapter 2, that this is for you and your children. Um, so I want you to understand why, why Paul's asking this question. Because for the Christian, they know about this. So it's not that they said, no, we haven't received the Holy Spirit. They haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Okay, so now he knows, okay, something's off a little bit here. Maybe they didn't hear the gospel. And he's right. And he says, and they say, uh, and they say to him, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that you should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, let's just take this. Paul's walking, he's talking, he's meeting some people, and he meets, comes upon some disciples. Up to this point, they are not born again, which means they are not 
uh, fully forgiven. In the old, the 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 um, blood of animals covers. They obviously haven't heard about Jesus. They haven't, you know, they haven't received forgiveness in Christ, which is different than forgiveness in the law. Every year of the law, they had to uh, sacrifice a bull, and they had to do this over and over again every year. because, And they had to remember their sins year from year in the sense of we have to make sure we're really repentant of everything. Otherwise, we're in trouble, and God, God's not going to like that. All right. So I want you to see that. So as far as for anyone to receive the gifts of the Spirit, born again is good enough. Because you should be born again, you should be repentant, right? You shouldn't be in any sin. We're not talking about um, we're not talking about the person who's born again and believes it's okay to be homosexual lifestyle. That's not that's not biblical. Um, it's not biblical for someone who thinks that uh, he's a Christian and he's born again, but he has other gods above him. That's not biblically accurate. That's not that's not what we're we're not talking about that kind of blatant stupidity. Okay, so we receive the gifts by faith and by faith in the grace of God to give them to us. We don't earn them by character. That's what my point is. We don't earn them by character. Your character will never, ever, ever be good enough. Ever be good enough for the Holy Spirit, the Father or the Son. If it could be, Jesus wouldn't have died. Memory says, I'm going to go to the Father, and I'm going to, I'm going to pray, and he'll send you the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, I'm going to pray to the Father that you get worthy. Okay? I want you to say, now, we receive by faith. Okay? We operate by faith, but we also have to be changed by faith. We also have to uh, be, you know, in his image. I, and so what happens to a lot of people is they get the gifts, but they never, ever line up their character with God. So let's just say that, you know, you know, when I got born again, I, I, I'll just tell you this. I came out a very lustful lifestyle, um, and my goal was to be changed. That's why I wanted to come to Jesus. I didn't just want to be forgiven. I didn't like who I was. And I didn't have the language for that. I didn't have the understanding of that. I didn't understand being born again or any of that before I came to Jesus. But that was what my heart wanted. That was what my heart longed for. And I wanted out of the lustful past. I wanted out of, you know, and, and I was married for um, a year, beep, about almost two years. And I could for my wife. I didn't want to be the guy I was. And even though I loved my wife dearly, um, I still was having a lot of struggle in my heart and my mind, not to be faithful to her, not to love her, just memories and soul ties and all these things I had produced in my life. And... Um, I wanted freedom from all this stuff. And I found it in Jesus Christ. And uh, found it big in Jesus. And when God called me to be a prophet, I felt my character would not sustain this. Okay? And so the reason... And this is why people fall. This is why people of great power fall. Because our character... We have to be able to weigh the step away from the limelight and allow God to refresh us, renew us, and allow him to work in us. But sometimes our addiction to the crowd, our addiction to do miracles, which is not totally evil uh, in the sense that we want to see miracles, but sometimes we want to see miracles for the wrong reason. You know, what do you mean by wrong reason? We don't really want it because we want to see God glorified and them healed. We want to see it so we feel good. 
okay? And that would be a rotten character. Look, character is going to be the foundation of your life that's going to be able to withstand the weight and the pressure of carrying the calling and the anointing. And if we don't learn this, Lonnie Frisbee is just such one of those unique characters. So is Paul Kane. So is Todd. And so is so many people. William Branham. People with these extraordinary gifts, the reason they people will speak against the gifting as foolishness and all this is because they see the character. And I want to agree with them. I want to say this to those people who are fed up with bad character. So am I. I don't like it. I don't like unholy living. I like righteous doctrine. I believe, I believe that our character should match our anointing. Okay, I don't believe that we should be have all this anointing and be just um, um, an idiot the rest of the time. You know, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that's godly. I don't believe that's a full witness to God. I don't believe, I believe if we're going to walk in the holiness, if we're going to pursue holiness, which is God, and we're going to walk in his ways, it is both character and power. It's not just character. This is where the other side makes a mistake, is they make it character and they deny the power. And that's a form of godliness that denies the power of the kingdom. And that's equally wrong. It's wrong to sit there and say, you don't need character. You don't need this. You can live as foolish as you want because God will just do it because, you know, I have faith. And that would, that's going to lead to major, major crashes in your life. But the other side is deceptive. The other side is deceiving because it, it wants to have a form of godliness, but not the power. And they, they we when we totally rest on godliness and not power then it's not something out you know always outside of ourselves um and we we want it we want to go beyond that okay um and let's just read that scripture second timothy uh chapter three let's go there <clears throat> i hope you are having a great day i certainly am um I say 2 Timothy, right? I pulled right up to 1 Timothy, which I knew that wasn't right. All right. But know this, then the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haunty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such turn away. Look, all these sins, character, one of them, listen, one of them is slanderous, one of them is unloving, one of them is is um, headstrong, haunty. Now you could, you could, you know, it's, look, it's not just the charismatics, Pentecostals who get that way, the apologetics and some of those guys get that way. Because they believe they have the truth, and they then they slander everyone else on the other side. See, it's time that these two sides learn from each other. We'll teach the power. I would love for them to teach character. There, there needs to be a true com combination of the two. Okay? You know, my friend Bill, I've watched him walk this out, uh, even the loss of Benny. And I, I love watching him. Chris... I've watched him walk it out. Look, I'm going to tell you, you know, um, I'm friends with people like Charlie Champ and uh, and 
uh, Todd, obviously, you know, Todd, Todd's had his struggles. And, you know, one of those struggles are is when the power is so great, but there's no place for that to rest on. There's, there's, when, look, when God's doing those kind of things where your name is now known throughout the earth, good or bad, but known throughout the earth, the demonic forces and just the weight of the glory, those two things, because there is demonic force that will come against you and it will tempt you. And the weight of the pressure of every time you go out there, people are expecting, they're not hoping, they're expecting you to raise up everyone out of a wheelchair, you know, that kind of thing. And that can get on you. That can get like it's up to me. And that pressure can get on you. And this is why, you know, we've had great ministers who have gone through struggles. Okay? Great ministers who have gone through struggles. And, by the way, we've had them on both sides. Both sides we've had struggles. And it's just more prominent on the healing, miracle-working side than the um, apologetics side. Okay? And, and... The reason it's here is because when God does miracles, it gets known. That word gets out more, and people are looking at you, right? They're looking at you. And I I don't have a problem with that because Peter and John said, look at us. They say, just keep your eyes on Jesus. Look at us. We're going to be an example for you, number one. I don't don't think, you know, I I invite people to my life, and they can see what I'm the same inside, in the pulpit, outside the pulpit. I'm the same. I don't have a different show for you. I, I, I'm just trying to be the same. I love people whether everyone knows it. I love people when nobody knows it. You know, and I'm I'm walking my life out in the fear of the Lord, working out my salvation salvation in fear uh, with the Lord that I want to be holy and right before Him. Not by works, but my faith has to have fruit. My my belief, my faith in Christ has to bear fruit both in character and in power. I don't want just character, even though if I just have character, I'm going to look good to a lot of people, but I want character and power because I think character and power is a true representation of Jesus. He said to them, you shall, by the way, he didn't say it to the apostles, 120 of them were in the upper room to be filled with the Spirit because when the Spirit came upon them, they were going to be filled and endued with power, not just the apostles. All them in the upper room. We're going to be endued with power. Stephen did signs and wonders. Um, Philip did signs and wonders. They all went about doing the works of Christ. You know, it's one of the real things, and this is the thing about character. Jesus always knew Judas was going to betray him, yet he still gave him the authority to go do miracles. Isn't that stunning? Stunning, isn't it? Stunning, 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 stunning. Now, that is not a doctrine that we make and go, yeah, bad character works. That's not the doctrine. We've, we've got to hold a plumb line. And that plumb line is a rod with this written on it. Holiness unto the Lord, okay, and power from on high. If that, if 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 our if our rod only says character but not power, it's not Christ-like. Christ-likeness has both of those things in it, you know. And and I love the other side in a way, but I also 
you know, I also don't agree with everything. I don't agree with our side and everything. I, believe, I agree with God. I believe character matters. For the John MacArthur's who, who literally are, are always upset with our bad conduct on, on, the, on this side, I get it. And we've got to stop making excuses for it. But I want to say to that side too, where is the power? Because without the power, you're going to get haughty, slanderous, blasphemous against God. You know what? They 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 don't not not only don't they believe in miracles, they deny them, or they say it's the devil. Bad character is not an excuse, though. I, I want you to understand that. Bad character is going to lead to a crash every time. I, 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 I hope we understand that. You know, sometimes Bethel gets accused of being sloppy grace. They are no such thing as sloppy grace. Bill talks about holiness and being right and walking it out rightly before God. I mean, I don't know. Now, what Bill doesn't do is get up and talk about adultery from the pulpit. He doesn't do that. Number one, I'm going to just tell you, the reason Bill doesn't do that is because Bill doesn't understand that. And what I mean by understand that, he's never, he's never been, you know, he, he comes from such a godly family that it's hard for him to comprehend someone who wants to go out and cheat on their wife. Like that, he couldn't imagine that in a million years with Benny. Like it, it doesn't even it enter his consciousness. You know, and it's hard for us sometimes because I've been married 35 years. I don't do marriage counseling anymore that much because I'm like, I do personal counseling, but I won't do marriage counseling. I have counselors who do that because I cannot understand why someone, I, I, I am so in love with my wife, so in love with her that, you know, she's so beautiful. I just can't imagine that. And I, I want that for everybody. I really do want that for everybody. And I know people fell, fell, fell. Today's the 28th of February. Tomorrow is March 1st. My, my dad would have been 90 tomorrow, 90 years old. And I was thinking about this last night. You know, my dad had a period in his life where he fell and, and he had an affair. And, um, you know, I remember the pain that I caused my mother. And it caused the, us kids, there was five of us, caused us a lot of pain. And, and my dad... Um, got right with God and uh, walked out the rest of his life in faith and as a good man. He was a good man. Like, I can tell you that me and my dad became friends. I became his pastor. He would call me pastor. He told me, well, you're my, you're my pastor. And he would call me about the, the word and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I spoke at his, at his funeral. I was by, I was with him, you know, I wasn't with him when he passed away. I went home to shower because me and his wife were there for 24 hours. She had gone home and come back. I left and he passed away while I was gone, which I thought was appropriate that she was there by his side. And um, and that was fine. Um, I came back and prayed over him, gave him a kiss. And, and um, you know, it's, it's been 90. It's been 90. And I, I wonder, but I wonder this. This is why I, try, I explained to him. Bad character cost you more than you'll ever know because you don't have anything compared to it. Godliness in both power and character will, you can overcome the world in faith in Christ. But, but 
bad character. Look, if you go read, you go read David. Go read the punishments given to David for his sin. Because he, you know, I think it's because he did Uriah, uh, Bathsheba and all that. Said the sword will never leave your house. You know, think about that for a second. Like, if I was to have bad character, steal from my wife. I'm not talking about hard times. I'm not talking about you're going through stuff. I'm talking about bad character. I'm talking about, let's talk about the big stuff. You know, uh, sexual immorality, stuff like that. It It's going to have an effect on everything we do. Okay? Um, now, you look at Hollywood and... And you think, and and people are like, oh, look, they just do whatever they want. Go watch their kids. Watch the effect on their children. Watch the effect on their children. Watch how many of their children are, re are in rehab by the time they're 20. Go watch it. Go watch the ones who have multiple wives or, you know, have had multiple marriages. And, and a lot of them have, and they strained it out. They've strained out their life. They said, well, this is not good. But go watch the ones who are, you know, just out there. They're, they're a wreck. Don't, don't buy the LBGTQ, queer, all that stuff. Don't buy that. They're, they're more miserable than, they, than, you, than you understand. And, and um, they, they put on it. They're actors. They put on a great show. They're actors. And in that culture, but the end of it is death. I mean, that's going to be... You know, that's going to be the result of all that. Now, it, it, we, we know that God loves us even when we fall and all that stuff. But that can't be the excuse. And that's what sometimes I hear. But God loves them. Does love them. That's why I go after them. That's why I pray for them. That's why when they call up and they need uh, healing and prayer, I'm there for them. That I'm, I'm never going to go, no, get away from me. Okay? But the point is, is that but when someone keeps doing that and their life crashed, I, I, I know people who kept doing it and then they're upset with the church because the church said enough, which is what happened with Lonnie. Lonnie crashed near the end really bad. The story goes is that Lonnie, you know, after uh, the Jesus revolution and all that, that there's a period where Lonnie kept on falling into, he, he came out of, listen, he came out of the hippie movement and the sexual revolution. So multiple partners, uh, multiple, you know, both sexes came out of that. Okay. Drugs, LSD, acid, all that stuff came out of all that. They, and he says he was, they were looking for God. I don't know if that's true. I don't think everyone's, I think some people are trying to escape reality, but I don't think they're all looking for God. I don't, I don't buy that as like everyone who's taking drugs is looking for God. I don't buy that. And it's not a good excuse either. Okay. But he did struggle. And finally, it was enough. It was like, okay, this struggle seems so prevalent that it's time for you to step away from the pulpit. Now, that offended him. That hurt him. And him and Connie went to go marry, to work on their marriage, came back. Um, Mother's Day, 1980, with um, John Wimber. He speaks at the conference, prays for the Holy Spirit. The place blows up, starts the vineyard movement. 
But then he does, he falls again. And, and Connie finally has to divorce him because he goes full out there. He gets AIDS and he dies. And that's sad. That's sad. Now, that was not God's will for him. It was not God's desire for him at all. But character, with all that that he had going for him, character is what kept the potential at bay. And if you want to unlock the potential that's in Christ, then the we should be praying prayers like this. Whatever you have to do in me, do it. Whatever you have to do in me, let your will be done. Not just through me, but in me. And repent of every time you, you think of something, repent of it and get right. I mean, just constantly do it. I spent a lot of time the first three, four years of my Christian walk repenting of thoughts. And, you know, every time I got a bad attitude, I repent. If I, if I got loud with my wife, I repent. If I got mad, I repented. Get right with God. And the power on your life will have more sustainability if you walk in holiness than if you don't. You know, Paul Cain, you know, had this amazing gift, but had struggles. William Branham had struggles. One of his biggest struggles, he thought he was Elijah, so that didn't help him much at the end. Okay, that kind of, you know, you know. But man, the, the gifting on him. It wasn't like he cheated on his wife or anything, but the character. Look, Evan Roberts went, you know, broke down four times. And and I'll talk someday about, I believe some of that is just a warfare we have from within the body. And what I mean by that, it's, it's our own body attacking its own body. It's like we have these really, you know, righteous thinkers and they're like the white blood cells that overproduce and attack the body you know and you have this attack going on your own immune system within the body and and i and we have to not gobble up each other we we need to not make sure that we're not you know going from our tribes to tribalism to cannibalism and so because when we speak about tribes the outcome of tribes is tribalism what's tribalism war what happens at war? We eat each other. And and that's the house divided cannot stand. So I, I, I want to say yes to the apologetics and to the character teachers and, and the word of God teachers. I also want to let you know you don't know everything when it comes to miracles, signs, and wonders. That when you deny that part, you deny the Bible, the word, and him. And when you deny him, that's as that's even more error than other things because you're actually denying the Holy Spirit can move in power and stuff like that. And I don't know who you're attributing it to. But I don't think, and I don't believe this either, I don't believe everything in charismania is godly. I don't think everything people do, I don't think there's absolute freedom, like absolute freedom, to do whatever you want to do. That's not the freedom it's talking about. It's a freedom from sin and freedom from a, the law that made you um, do certain things for your righteousness. That was the freedom. Our liberty in Christ was not our liberty from righteous conduct. It was our liberty from dogma of religion. 
You have to get up and pray these prayers. Wash your hands this way. Do this this way. Do this this way. And if you're going to do those things, you have to do them all. And if you don't do them all, then you're guilty of them all. And and you're always guilty. And you're always going to die. Okay? And he set us free from that dogma. Okay? It, it, he, he didn't put the law on the cross. The righteous requirements of the law, which was what? The requirements for your righteousness. In other words, how you were going to become righteous was works. Not faith. But we need to have that power today. Yeah, you might not understand. And that's where sometimes the one side gets really upset because they can't explain the power. So they rather just explain it's the devil and then they don't have any explaining to do. But I don't know. Have you ever sat there and seen the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the deaf mute? Have you seen cancer leave, a tumor disappear, a leg grow out, a cyst disappear? Have you ever seen gold dust appear on kids' faces? Have you ever seen feathers drop by the sky? Have you looked down and found diamonds while you were preaching in front of you? And I just mentioned to you everything that I've seen. The only thing I have not seen in person is the dead rays. Only thing I've not seen. All the other stuff I've seen. But here's the point. I didn't see them because I was great. I saw them because God revealed them to me. He allowed me to participate in that. However, without good character, that could puff me up. That could also make me haughty. That could also make me prideful. And that could also deceive me to think my life conduct doesn't matter. And that's wrong. My life's conduct matters a lot. Okay, and that's what I want you to understand. We need a marriage of the two, not two camps. We need those two camps to become one so that there's power and character. Power and character flowing together as one. I love, look, people go to me, well, you're with Todd Bentley. Todd doesn't do anything foolish around me. I haven't seen Todd do anything foolish. Now, the past, maybe he did. He's repented of all that. He doesn't do it around me, by the way. I've never seen it before 2019. I've never seen it. Never done anything that around me. He confessed to what he confessed to. By the way, Todd did not have homosexual relationships, open marriage, or an affair. He did not. 2008, him and Jesse, they've dealt with that. Okay. But let me tell you, everyone, I'm just going to say this. Everyone knew their marriage was in trouble. And Todd didn't even want to. He told this. He said this before. I didn't even want to go to Lakeland. I was tired. I was burnt out. So, you know, one of the things I do with Todd now is I, I check on him. Are you getting rest? How do you feel? I go with him a lot of places. So I teach in the morning so he doesn't have the burden of doing every single thing. So I can let him have some rest. Because I don't think a one-man show is a good thing anyways. I think it burns us out. So, character. This is why I love Bill. I love Chris. I love I love I love Todd. Todd, look, you hear Todd talking about holy pursuit, and he's he's really, you know, shifted in that area. And and you know, we, we still look at we're still after the glory, revival, miracles, healings, all that. Uh, which I've always been after. Okay. I've I've had the privilege uh, to see crazy stuff with God. 
I've just been been fortunate to see it. Okay, I let me tell you one of the craziest things. The cra one of the craziest things I've ever seen, and how good God is. So you're gonna you're gonna freak out that what this is. I had this dachshund named Mitzi. Um, she was now at this point she's five and a half years old, and she goes to jump on our couch, and you know she didn't make it, and. This was Christmas Eve in the morning, and my daughter noticed it, and she was kind of limping. Well, at 2 o'clock in the morning, she had to go out, so she woke me up in the bed. You know, she was squeaking. I let, I picked her up, and take her outside. I put her out. She couldn't walk. She had, they get these herniated discs in their back, and you have to have surgery. It's like three grand, and it's about a year or two of recovery for the dogs to get fully healthy again. And But I wasn't about to pay that. My attitude was I, I don't have time with three kids and sports and all that and all this to have to, you know, take care of this. But it's Christmas Eve. Now it's Christmas morning, two o'clock in the morning, I take her out and I'm mad. I'm like really angry. And uh, the Lord rebukes me and I, I, I put her, I take her, I put her, I chose potty. I, I take her to my bedroom and I put her on a blanket, lay her down and I go sit out in the kitchen and I just put on some worship music. And and this is, by the way, when the Lord taught me about royal robes and coming into his presence. This all happened during this time. Well, I'm going to speed this up to not get into this story. But we get my kids get up Christmas morning. She can't move. We do Christmas. You can tell it was a real somber feeling in our house. And then everyone's in the bedroom and on our on our bed. And we're, you know, we're just, you know, loving her. And my kids are really nervous. And. I've called the vet, and the vet's like, oh, this is bad. But it's Christmas Day. The vet calls me back and says, look, bring her in first thing on Saturday morning because she's off. It was like a Thursday. She goes, I'm off for a couple days, but we're going to be there on Saturday. So, okay. My kids go, Dad, what are we going to do with her? I said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to pray and trust Jesus. And I think I think my one of my kids looked like we're gonna pray for healed. I said, yeah, we're gonna pray for her to be healed. And they said, okay. So we laid hands on her as a family and prayed over her and spoke healing over her. Nothing happened. They go to bed. I go to bed. Two o'clock in the morning. My dog's squeaking again. She has to go out. I pick her up. I take her outside. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and He said, put her down and back up. And I said, why? I said, I'm going to touch her. And I literally, folks, I pulled away and my dog walked and started walking and went potty by herself. When I took her to the vet the next day, she was still a little bit sore, but my vet was like, they don't normally do this. You know, she gave her some steroids. She goes, but my dog lived another, I want to say, Nine years, I think it was. Nine and a half or something like that with no issues. You understand that God healed my dog. And by the way, I've had, <laughs> I've had two, um, I don't know if they're labs or Irish setters, I forget. I always get those two dogs confused. But one of my leaders, they just, they just actually put down their dog a month and a half, two months ago. But 10 years ago, they found out their dog had cancer. I said, I was at work. I was at the church. I said, bring the dog by. Really? I said, bring the dog by. Laney. And I took Laney and I laid my hands on Laney. 
and went back to the vet, and Lainey was healed. They were gonna have to pay like seven hundred dollars for these drugs, and a dog just died. It's been it's been roughly about it might really be about ten years now since that. She probably lived in her ten years. My neighbors down the street, they had found a dog. Their dog again. I reset her. I forget them all the time. Had she goes has cancer. I said, and I told the dog. I said, jump up here. And the dog jumped up on my door, and I prayed for the dog, and the dog was healed. Now, why do we say that? How much more valuable are you than the little dogs? That's crazy stuff. See, I believe God cares for those things that you really care about. I believe God cares about you. I don't ever want to throw out the miracle power working of God to touch people with the demonstration and, and, and almost like the liquid love of God when he manifests that way. But I don't want to sacrifice the godly character that when, when things aren't going my way or are going my way, I stay solid and on track. I stay centered on Christ no matter what's going on. Godly character. You need them both. And I think sometimes we, um, we sacrifice one for the other. Do not. Work on your character and the power at the same time. And I think you'll find sustainability in your walk and in your ministry and in your life if you do that. If not, it's going to be very, very difficult to walk in power without character. It's going to come and go and crash and go, and, and, and it's not fun. So don't do that. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you today. Oh, Lord, help us to walk in both your character and nature and your power and anointing. Both we want to walk in. Your character and your anointing. That we might fulfill all in all. And you might be all in all. That we might bring glory and bear fruit to your name, Father. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Look, if you want to give, we're going on mission trips. So if you want to give, go to lewisdcn.com and sow a seed if you'd like to do that. It'd really help us, by the way. And plus, I have a whole slew of product on there that you can get and have a great time with it. Okay, I love you. God bless you. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.